All right, what is up, everybody? This is the AGG Podcast. Uh, my name is Braden Carlton, and I'm joined by co-hosts Taylor Jesse and Shane Harris, or Postart, as you probably know him. And uh, today we're discussing level three projects. Everybody wants to be three, you know? And uh, I figured... You're not cool unless you got three stripes on your on your uh, name tag, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, it's really only applicable to Airfest, I guess. Everybody else just kind of puts the like numbers. I've, I feel like I've been to other launches that had stripes. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Well, uh, this felt like a pretty good one to do because Taylor and I are both level three. Postart is not, <laughs> but he's uh, yeah. he's got all this stuff to become level three. And um, obviously, if you know Rocketry, you know that being level three certified is quite expensive um or at least getting there you can be level three and fly i miter i miters i motors all day but we wanted to sort of revisit level three certification um and set like a soft budget of a thousand dollars which is crazy now that that's kind of the budget you need to get level three but that's just the way things are um because i'm yeah i was I was adding up the numbers. I was like, wow, doing level three now would be like a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> I think my level three was probably under 500. That... Yeah. Same. I was just super broke. So it seemed like a lot, but. Yeah. Well, I bought my motor during Tim's sale a few years ago and I, I want, it was an M1297. I want to say it was $185 on sale, which is. That they used to be about for a long time they were like 188 i think for 5120 loads yeah which is so that's why i would just you know i'd buy a bunch of them <laughs> those were the days i do remember yeah the first time i met you at ldrs and you're just like repeatedly loading 75s i was like man this guy's balling <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know those just 5120s were the budget load but the 7640 is the new 5120. Yeah, barely, too. 2560 these days. I do love me a K1000, True. but... Dude, they're cheaper than the 54 2560s. <laughs> yeah, and, now. and they're only, what, like 15 more dollars than uh 1706 load? So, like, a K1100 versus a K1000 is, like, a thousand more Newton seconds for not a lot more money. It, yeah, it's crazy. I don't really know why. Guess he has something to do with lighter, but I don't know. And who knows? Maybe we'll have Gary on sometime. We can ask him all these <laughs> pressing questions. He'd be like, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll look into it. <laughs> but um, so anyway, we're gonna go around the round table and we're going to each present our proposed level three projects and critique each other. And uh I think Postart being the not level three well, certified person. Uh... What if we went through it? Do you have it itemized? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's just in a wild man cart. Oh, I was wondering if we went through each, each part of the, like the level three deal, so we could compare each piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We can do that. Like what rocket? Then what motor? Yeah, and like what what re recovery stuff and all that. Okay. Yeah, that I mean mine's going to be a little interesting I, for doing that, but uh Yeah, mine too. Yeah. 
Why? <laughs> well, I'm, I, Why? it's kind of a bundle deal. You'll see. You'll see. So, oh, oh no. So okay. So what should we do then? Should we do each person, or should we go item by item? I say we do each person. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, Postar, you're up. Oh boy. Got All right. Um, <laughs> I've got a lock precision five and a half inch iris. And that's why it was going to be interesting is because it comes with all of the recovery gear, which is why uh. I picked it because it makes it a lot cheaper. Um, so that came out at 332 before tax. And then uh, Aerotech M1780. I didn't want to go classic M1297. I wanted to do something a little bit different. Oh, you're too good for that. I see. <laughs> no, what, no. Uh, what about electronics? Yeah. So here's my argument there. I didn't oh, no. put them in because in order to get level three certified, you have to have already flown dual deploy at least once. So you should already have electronics. And that's what I will. I'll stand on that hill. I think that's but what a, if you what, what if. You what if you only flew one altimeter before? You can fly one altimeter again. No, you have to. Have oh no, you can't. have to have redundant, right? All right. Well, in any case, level two guy over here. <laughs> I'm short of a thousand dollars by a good bit, so there is money left over. Because then I also have Aeropack retainer and solar composite sleeve to glass it coming in for a total of 840 see that's what i was going to ask about was if you if you were going to advise glassing it because the interesting thing is that dave from lock precision did his level three with a five and a half inch iris and he did not glass it really yep that's surprising yeah i i would but I probably would too, to be honest. Yeah. But uh I would yeah, I definitely would. But uh I guess as long as you got that stiffy. Does it come with the stiffy? I think so. Because uh, that's one of the PK kits, isn't it? So they're kind of supposed to be more robust. So that's like the thing now they already come like that? They should, because the regular coupler's so thin. I mean yeah, I don't know if it comes with a stiffy. Well, aren't they not calling it that anymore? Coupler stiffener. Yeah. Let's be proper here. What's funny is right. if you go on the website and look at the like the description, it still says stiffy. But they changed like the the name on the header or whatever. Huh. All right, well, I think that's a pretty good one, honestly. Um, I obviously am going to give big thumbs up for the Iris aspect because that <laughs> is the greatest rocket that ever existed. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but uh, I would ch- I would go five and a half Nike smoke if Polcat still existed, but, you know. Well, yeah. Got to have those three-eighths fins, though. Or glass, the quarter inch. Yeah, I've been procrastinating that 
the Nikes ready for sanding, and I'm just not prepared for that right now. But I, I got to do it because I want to get the video out next weekend. And uh, now I'm going to use the press car in the garage as an excuse not to do that. But I'll probably try and tackle that Thursday. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, should we rate them out of 10, perhaps? Thoughts on... Uh, what the, you mean rate each that. other's yeah well do we all have to go first or are we just gonna give postar to you should just give me a 10 i like that plan <laughs> no I, well i don't think you get a 10 <laughs> i'm uh i feel like that's a eight yeah I'll like that if somebody brought that out as a level three project, I'd be like, you know what? Props. Like it's not a four inch rocket with an M twelve ninety seven in it. What are, what are we rating exactly? <laughs> the overall, I guess there should be a few factors considered because like the coolness and like we should also try and take into consideration how much under a thousand dollars it was. I thought it was just like rating the the uh, how. Uh, affordability and practicality kind of thing. All right. Well, let's make that a category and then a coolness factor category. Well, I'm going to have to deduct points on that one then. <laughs> wow. On Because I'm an iris hater. Oh. No, I actually do like guy. the five and a half inch iris because five and a half inch kits rule. They're the but, butter zone. Uh, they really are. I'll, I'll bump it down to 7.5. I'll take that. I I was feeling an eight as well, so that's uh that's what I'm gonna go with. I think the M1780 is an interesting call. Um, I like that motor, but I've kind of adopted Taylor's hatred for new Blue Thunder, uh, a little bit. Yeah, and I would just rather there be an actual Blue Thunder load for the 5120 case. But yeah, I digress. It would go so hard. Yeah. It, it would really be would. anyway. <laughs> it could have been a perfect uh, ten out of ten if you went M twenty fifty, Iris M twenty fifty. I thought about it. I really thought about it. That extra thirty bucks will kill you, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, that threshold crossing from high three hundreds to suddenly it starts with a four is just—it's yeah, hard to I get know, around. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a horrible feeling. <laughs> it's just yeah. It feels like way more money for no reason. Well, uh, should I go next? Yeah, hit it up. All right, so I looked at a bunch of different options. I thought log precision was definitely going to be the way to go, but I was pricing out bruisers and stuff, and they're really expensive now. <laughs> so uh, we are back with a Punisher 4 because it's cheap, um, but it doesn't, it's bare bones, so obviously it doesn't come with any shot quarter or anything. So I got 12 yards of quarter-inch Kevlar for... Oh, the Punisher 4 is uh, $237 with the Wildman Club. Um, How much is it without we, it? Not everyone has yeah. it. Yeah. 200, 200, I did price both. two hundred sixty-three ninety-nine okay. without the Wildman right. Club. Um. A top flight 50-inch shoot, $26 with the club discount and $29 without it. 
Um, 12 yards a quarter inch Kevlar for $21 with the club discount and 41 without, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, is that right? Hold, hold on. Yeah, that's, that, can't that right. seems insane. Yeah. If that's the case, shout out the Wildman Club membership. Get you some good deals on Kevlar. Uh, I'm going to try and keep some uh, audio flowing so we don't have dead air here while Taylor looks. Yeah, but, uh, fair enough, fair enough. You want to talk about what your level three project is real quick, Postart? Uh, I've got a five-inch Punisher with the M1550 for it, and that is all I have right now. <laughs> it's a cool one, and honestly... I almost went with the Punisher 4 and then withheld I because too. I figured Taylor was going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so far off on that. I <laughs> used the one for or I used the price for the 3/8 shot cord. So that totally messes up the Oh no, total. we lost your audio. Oh, your audio's gone. What? Oh, it's back. Oh, you're back. Oh, it's cuz I left the brow- the browser, I guess. Um yeah, so I totally messed up the Kevlar price. It's actually $23 without the club discount and $21. So it saves you $2, not 20 Yeah, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to take off $20 because I don't have time to add all that up again. Um, I figured, because it seems like people like to... Uh, buy altimeters for their rockets i don't know i didn't do that but that seems to be a thing so i got two rc2s down for 54.95 each um an m1297 because that is the level three motor for uh 339 with the club discount or 376 without miscellaneous hardware for 20 dollars from the hardware store um and no motor retention, do it the hardware store way. Ooh. <laughs> On a four inch punisher? Yeah, why not? There's, figure it out. There's, yeah, I mean there's not a lot of room down there. You could do it though. Just uh if you're use the lightweight aluminum to... retainer, like a minimum diameter, the tape. Yeah, you could. I don't know. Just if you're being really cheap, there's definitely ways to do it without buying an aero pack. Even though on a rocket like that, that would definitely be preferred. Um, and so, if you were already a Wildman Club member, it would only be seven hundred and fifty-four dollars. Wow. If you weren't, you could buy the membership for thirty dollars and come out at seven hundred eighty-four. And if you just didn't want to do that, you could buy it all without the club membership for 821. Oh wow. So it's 50 bucks Whoa. cheaper to buy the membership. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. That's actually. crazy. Wow. Yeah. I it's like, yeah, when you, when you start adding stuff up like shot cords and stuff, it's not that big of a difference, but it's like the big purchases, you're still getting 15% off. So even with the $30 it, like if you're even if you were to buy the club membership, like on a purchase like that, if you just buy all that outright, that's like a lot of savings. So yeah, yeah, and you get a four inch Punisher, which is sick. Yeah, that is <laughs> sick. And honestly, 
like I said, I kind of thought about doing it. I figured you were going to. And I feel like the vast majority of people are going to be afraid of flying 18,000 feet for their level three. Yeah, that is true. Also, there you're limited on launch sites that can handle that. Something like a four-inch wild man is going to be like, it's easier to find a launch site that can go at 15,000 or under. Then yeah, I mean yeah, fifteen to sixteen kind of seems to be that that threshold where you either have that or you have a lot more or a lot less. But mm-hmm. yes, I see a lot of launch sites that have like fifteen thousand foot waivers, so you can do a four, a standard four inch rocket, and it usually goes thirteen to fourteen on a four grain. Yeah, mine did fourteen um, three in Argonia. I think my level three did thirteen something. I don't know. 13.7 or something. Yeah, and the, so, I mean, even that is a really high flight to a lot of people, but uh, it is we, like so much more commonplace than it used to be to fly that high. I know. When I, yeah. When I did my level three, that wasn't as common because like that the four-inch fiberglass kits hadn't been out that long. There were people that had been doing it, but like it wasn't like the standard level three yet. It was starting to be. Right. Yeah, um, it seems like... 10,000 now that's yeah was like a impassable threshold for a lot of people (laughs) myself included because i just didn't want to lose stuff but here we are now i'm flying (laughs) stuff over 10,000 and losing stuff so pretty cool you just got now you just gotta work on getting them back over 15 yeah yeah Yeah. well i'm on it i'm on it (laughs) all right well i mean overall I don't remember how we decided we were going to rank these, but I, I don't either. <laughs> I feel like this is one that is hard because of my internal appreciation for the Punisher that makes me want to give it like a solid nine and a half. <laughs> but there is one thing you're not considering with that, and that is tracking. Um, you can't do that oh. flight for level three without a tracker. So... Well, how high would a five and a half inch iris go? It would probably still go pretty high, but like not 12, 11. I feel like you, that would also not be super track. I mean, it'd be more trackable. Right. But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of just thinking you're, if you've been doing level two, like you probably have a tracker. If not, then yeah, that's going to be a, a deal breaker yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get it back without a track right yeah because yeah. i mean i like my hojo went ten thousand. we saw it the whole time i didn't have a tracker in it and i still almost well, lost yeah, that's it a, yeah well yeah and that's it but that's a giant rocket too that's what i'm saying though i mean we've in idaho oh, yeah. we see four inch rockets from fifteen thousand feet and you can watch mm. where they land but it's not as trivial as just walking that direction all the time yeah Right, but you are right. It seems like pretty much everybody's got like a featherweight tracker at this point. Yeah, it's not like it. I don't know. Ten, fifteen years ago, there was you know it was I don't know. You had to really want it to get the tracker. Now it seems like it's more standard practice. I mean, prices of trackers have come down, and there are more people. There are more people are offering them, and there are a lot of them are easier to use. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, that was that was uh, my first job. My second paycheck ever went to buying my tracker setup that I still have. Oh wow! First check that was smart. Went to the Wildman Black Saturday sale actually. 
Uh, my, my first job, my first day of work was at Old Navy on Thanksgiving and then Black Friday. <laughs> it's not fun. God. Wait, so did you buy this stuff before you even had your paycheck? Yeah, actually. Uh, shout out Bryce Chanis, who knew I got a job and said, if you want me to order something for you, you can just pay me back. So that's what happened. Wow. Bryce is too one. nice. Yeah. <laughs> He is a real one. I kind of forgot about that aspect of it. Look at me. I'm so ungrateful. (laughs) All right. Well, are you guys ready for mine? Yeah. Do it up. So like I said, I considered the 4-inch Punisher. And with the motor choice I went with that I was pretty stuck on, um... I couldn't really do a fiberglass kit because I had to stand out a little bit like post heart here. Oh boy. And I I think oh. we should have specified at the beginning here that we're operating under the assumption that you can borrow hardware from somebody. If not Yeah, that was in the, that was what I had on mine. I mean yeah. the hardware's just too expensive. Right. Yeah. The motor And I was thinking of, I was thinking about all the guys that are like doing their super budget level three that aren't really playing on flying level three they just borrow the hardware right and that's what i was thinking too with that or the m1350 like to just get the level three and have the option to fly bigger motors is one thing yeah but if you're like actively going to be flying level three you've probably already considered that you're going to have to buy 75 hardware Mm mm-hmm but most people will let you borrow hardware uh, under the understanding that you replace it if you lose it. So uh, do keep that in mind. A 6,400 <laughs> so, case is so, like 650 bucks now. <laughs> yep. But, you know, shop for a deal. But anyway, um, so with that being said, my motor choice was the M650 because I really uh, like that motor after flying it in the Hojo. And uh, Dave Barber used it in his five and a half inch Iris for his level three. And Gary Rosenfeld just used one for his level three LDRS last year in a five and a half inch paper rocket. But my choice was to go a little bit exotic with the Hyperlock 1600. Oh, wow. It's a deep cut, but I just was like, it's got to be a five and a half inch lock kit if I'm going to do lock kit and... I just think they're cool. I like all the weird lock legacy kits that have names that were like based on other products available. The Hyperlock, if you're not aware, is like designed for the Hypertech hybrid L motor. Um, it's kind of a oh. uh, which, which was 1600 CC tank, maybe CCs, yeah, yeah. maybe the CC, yeah. That sounds right. But yeah, even to this day in the description, it says hybrid ready airframe or something like that, (laughs) which is, I mean, can you even buy hypertech stuff anymore? I don't think so. I think Contrail's still technically around, right? Yeah, you can get that stuff. I mean, no, I I don't know who is, but you can. But of course, the big benefit to the PK series lock kits is that it comes with recovery gear. And this one comes with an 18 and 78 because it's a dual deploy kit from the factory. So you got Drogue and Main, which is really cool. You got Shock Cord, and of course it comes with the hardware necessary. I don't know for sure if it comes with like all the electronics bay hardware, but I'm assuming it does because it's advertised as a dual deploy kit. 
Well, actually, it says multi-stage deployment because this is a, a copy-paste <laughs> oh. description from forever ago. Yeah. But. Yeah, two-stage recovery. Hybrid ready. Oh, yeah, included our popular EB 5.38 electronics base. So, yeah, it comes with everything. It comes with the sled. It comes with all the hardware. And then um, in keeping it simple, I stuck with stuff that you could get from Wildman. So, you could order it all from one website. Um, so I did an RRC three and an Altus Metrum easy mini, um, because the easy mini has a dedicated switch terminal and the voltage allows a flying of nine volts and we love nine volts around here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of fascinated with the easy mini now actually, because it's, it's kind of like a straddle logger in that it has all the dedicated switch terminals and, mm-hmm. um, but you do need a computer I'm- to set it up. I just refuse to learn new things for my basic altimeters. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. I'm used to the three beeps, although I am used to the Raven now. I like the Raven because yeah. it just goes boop, 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 or whatever it does. Mm. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. I don't. <laughs> the one that goes <laughs> beep, boop, boop, bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the Altus Metrum ones do, actually. I guess I just assumed, like, every altimeter is three beeps. But isn't the Quark does four or something like that? I can't remember. But I, I don't know, because I will never fly one of those. Oof. But in my in my head, on the Altus Metrum stuff, I, I assumed it did something different just because it's Altus Metrum. <laughs> All right, well, I'll um, let you know, I guess. Yeah, I should read the manual sometime. But... Uh, at any rate, my total came in before shipping and taxes at $942.98. Oh. Oof. The M650 really, uh, really yeah. stepped it up. That did you in a little bit. And then he doesn't glue the grains at Kato's. <laughs> right. Well, see, my other choice was the M2225 or the M2050, and I'm like, that might be pushing it a little. <laughs> But, I mean, pretty much every motor that isn't the M1297 that is an M needs to be glued anyway in the 5120 stuff. Yeah. True. So if they're going to blow up one from not gluing it, they'll blow up any of them from not gluing it. Moral of the story here, uh, glue the grains when it tells you to. But I do know what mm-hmm. you're saying, that the M650 is a different animal because you have to glue the grains yeah. to each other. But... Yeah. um. I'm pretty dumb and mine worked, so I think it'll be okay. <laughs> Even with a missing yeah, you, O-ring. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and the five-minute epoxy, which is crazy. It was fine. It worked. <laughs> it did work. Use 15. I didn't have any, but yeah, definitely don't <laughs> do five-minute epoxy on the M650. I, I think I did my 685s with West Systems. Dang. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because I just didn't have any, like, regular epoxy. I was scared of doing the five-minute, and I didn't want to buy any. So I was like, oh, I'll just mix up West Systems. <laughs> and then one of my M840s, I, did, uh, I didn't have anything. And Tim, I was ax- I bought it at Airfest, and Tim was like, just use Gorilla Glue all over it. And I was like, okay. And it worked, so. Just, like, on the grain faces, on the casting tubes everything yeah i just put i just put it over the whole thing oh my god. oh my god <laughs> that's terrifying 
Why? I mean, I guess it works. It's really glued in there, you know? I feel like um, since we're only at 30 minutes, that's kind of a fun segue into another discussion that we like to have uh, about Gorilla Glue. Because we... Oh, yes. Uh, I glued my N2220 with Gorilla Glue and had so many people like messaging me and warning me that Gorilla Glue is going to foam up and crack the liner and it's going to blow the motor that's up. That's what... <laughs> That's one of those weird things that turn like everyone spouts as fact, but like, do we know anyone that's happened to? It happened to like one person once, like ten years ago. But did it? Did that even happen? I heard something about it, and so then that's when the disclaimer started because CTI had directions to glue motors way before Aerotech ever told anyone to, and uh, and they said to use Gorilla Glue. And I think someone just used like so much and like probably did it in a really humid environment where it'll foam more. And uh, I think they decided maybe that that was the factor. Of course, who knows? Maybe the liner was already cracked. I mean, I don't really know. But yeah, well, the crazy um, part too is that CTI on some motors used to instruct you to dampen the grains before you use the Gorilla. Glue yeah, too. the first. Whoa, what? The first. Yeah, the M twenty two fifties that I built. Um, 10 years ago had the instructions said to do that and I did it and they worked. Yeah. Because you remember at Airfest, uh, or maybe it was LDRS. Somebody brought Tim an N5800 and they had yeah. a grain, like the gorilla glue cured as it was, they were putting in the liner and they're like, uh, they're like, what do I do? And Tim's like, yeah, Tim's you're like, screwed. You're Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. It's like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one to watch. I was like, of course it had to be a 6XL98. Like, the most expensive motor you yeah. could have made that ex- mistake with. And uh, Dude, People gl- trying to glue up motors in the heat in Argonia is, like, insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like, I, I feel like that's one of those, like... I didn't really look at the motor before I came to the launch. I'm just going to load it right before. It. Then you find it needs to be glued. And so you're like, oh, no big deal. You're like, one of those... It would be like if Matt were into rockets without us guiding him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm not worried about it. That seems fine. Yeah, like that N1000 Kato from last year. It yeah. It wasn't glued. So it just spit all the grains out and made a pretty fire. That show. was pretty cool. I'd never it seen looked one sick. that happen before. There was a crazy one at Balls this year that was, it was the M1800, the Fast Jack 98 four grain. Oh, I've never seen one of those. Well, so the guy brought it over to where we were standing, and he was like, the grains seem really loose in here. And uh, I was like, yeah, usually they rattle around a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if you're supposed to glue that motor. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to glue, like, every oh, 98. He didn't put the liner in? No, he did. And so, Oh, okay. So he takes the case and tilts it, and the grains were like, thup, 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 thup. and I was like, yeah, that seems a little <laughs> crazy. And he was like, "Yeah, there's like an well, inch and three quarters." Like, what? I think they cut the. I think they cut the grains shorter on that, and then the four grain seventy five, the L eleven seventy, for propellant weight or something. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't really know. I was like, Gary's right over there. If you want to take it to the Aerotech booth and ask him, and I guess they cleared it, but uh, like right at the end of the burn, it just. 
exploded and it like it looked <laughs> and sounded like a five inch shell <laughs> like that's awesome properly demolished the rocket and the case so i talked to the guy i was like <laughs> did did you take that to gary he's like yeah he said it was good so i don't have any idea what happened but that's uh the 10 240 is a, a rough one to have that happen with yeah probably just collapsed to it great at the end of the burn or you know spit what was left and it clogged the nozzle i guess right that's kind of what i figured but there there was so much of it left burning that it might not have even been the end of the burn it just stopped abruptly but yeah i assume something clogged the nozzle I, yeah and it, it it was crazy i'll have to send you the video of it i think it's in the balls part two video um which may or may not be out by the time this podcast drops but uh, <laughs> go go find it in there it was wild but, yeah, I, I remember looking at the assembly drawing for the 4-grain 75 fast jack, and it had, like, a bunch of space at the top, and I think it's because of shipping weight per box or something. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, just because so, the cores are smaller, so there's more propellant, or? Uh, mm, I think because of the... I honestly have no idea. I was going to say because it's heavier, like the, like blackjack was really heavy, but I don't know about fast but fast jack. I don't know. More questions anyway, for if I'm and when a, we have yeah. Gary on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it circle back to the gorilla glue thing. I felt really vindicated on the uh, the Aerotech O fifty two eighty instruction video, where Carl says, "Glue all Max or gorilla glue." Which obviously, well, they actually it says that on their gluing instructions. Yeah, it's it well, it says, says glue all max or similar. No, it's well at least on some of the if you look at some of the assembly drawings, it'll say like glue all max gorilla or gorilla glue or similar polyurethane foaming glue, right. low foaming glue. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> that gorilla glue doesn't say low foaming on it. And I think that's why everyone was afraid. Yeah, but don't be, be like, afraid. Yeah, you have to get glue all max like no and that's the worst part is the whole reason that i don't is one it's way more expensive and two you cannot buy it anywhere like no mm -hmm. store just has yeah. it also it comes in a giant bottle and the polyurethane glue just doesn't last forever yeah i mean once you open it yeah so and i mean you can go to you could go to like a cvs and get gorilla glue so you could go almost anywhere and get the little two ounce bottle so it's super available and it does work fine. The craziest part to me was that Carl kind of recommended getting the inside of the liner wet when you put the O fifty two eighty together. Really? Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, we we uh, use a rag and he dampens it." You guys are making me question myself now. So you know, <laughs> allegedly, I'll have to go watch the video again. But I'm pretty sure he's. I did watch. I did watch that video, but I can't remember. I feel like we needed that on our uh, M4500s. That stuff was loose. Yeah, yeah, it really was. They worked. Were those? They did work. No, yeah. we used the glue all max on those, right? Or did we use? Gorilla we did. Glue? Yeah. Yeah. I, ordered, did. I think we had the glue all max. Yeah, I you think did. we had that. Yeah. I wanted to see what the hype was, and it looks and smells and tastes exactly the same. I ate Taste? a lot of it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. It did seem to be exactly the same stuff. I want to I want to pull the MSDS on him and just see how identical. I want to do. 
I want to get uh, some of the tight bond polyurethane glue too, and just compare them all in in it. Get them all like do a, like a control and then do like a line of all the glues and then get it really wet and then see how much they each foam and I bet they all look the same. I would bet so too. Yeah. That's kind of like a video idea I had when we were talking about whether or not chopped carbon actually strengthens epoxy more than any other yeah. filler. So I kind of want to just 3D print a bunch of molds and do like a control with system and then silica, chopped carbon, what, whatever else. Is the fairing filler you use 406? Uh, I'll have to look, but that sounds right. That dude, I swear that's the stuff I used on the little John. That was a nightmare. No, you had the four hundred seven. Oh, which is the the not lightweight one. I can't remember. It's like the heavy one, if you will. <laughs> it's the one that doesn't say it as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I've seen some people say that the the 405 filler which is like their filleting blend or whatever like apparently that's like the stuff for like fillets hmm. which makes sense what it's made for the filleting but... blend works for fillets that's crazy that's cr- insane yeah <laughs> I know I didn't see it coming but perhaps alright well I think we uh, are pretty much out of stuff to talk about. We're at 41 minutes, which isn't too bad. I'd like to shoot for like an hour eventually, but uh, we're still finding our footing and our pudding here, obviously. Yep. But uh, yeah, so I, I reached or I posted on Patreon asking for folks to give us ideas for podcasts or future podcast episodes. Um interviews any guests you want to hear from or topics of discussion please leave them in the comments and uh i am going to work on this episode going up on like spotify and apple and all that stuff so while we're here and talking about level three perhaps um we could talk about uh level one and level two a little bit as well for those that are interested yeah. Or at least what we did. Yeah, that's not, maybe we should just talk about what our certification flights all were. But uh, I kind of thought it would be fun to maybe go back through and do the same thing for level one and level two eventually. Yeah, we could do that. I feel like it's not but, it's not going to be as crazy, but then then we can really spread our wings and get nuts with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, so save it for a different podcast. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Another episode. Yeah, we got to keep keep the topics tight-knit dude, if we're going to try and do this every single week. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, yeah, so drop any podcast uh, ideas in the comments section. And uh, if you guys aren't already subscribed to Rocket Vlogs, press the subscribe button. I'm going to let Taylor and Shane plug their social stuff. The Rocket Channel on YouTube. Hopefully content coming soon. <laughs> I saw you posted the nose cone video today. I, I posted it on oh, no. my channel. Okay. I didn't really mean for that to go up, but that's cool. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. 
No, I, I think it's done. I just kept bumping back the schedule date because I was going to put a video up before it, but apparently uh, I missed it. So, oh well, it's up. It's yeah. out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I made a post on my channel telling people to go watch it and subscribe and try and get you to a thousand subscribers. Nice. So I don't know if you got a decent view count bump. I was gonna ask, but I guess you wouldn't know because you. <laughs> I haven't looked. <laughs> That's awesome. This man's no, on the grind so so hard that he just doesn't even realize he's posting quality content. Oh, oh did you take man. it back down? Now it says this video isn't publicly available. Oh no! Oh <laughs> man, you committed YouTube sin. How do I make it? <laughs> He's just gonna <laughs> whoopsie. Oh, yeah, it's it doesn't show I up for me. I didn't me. know it was up. I didn't know it was up. So, he, so oh, I see. I, so today I you changed I, it. Oh, oh no, he's gone. Oh, uh oh. Well, he that's can keep talking, and we're gonna have the audio overlay from him. So that's gonna. That's be a fun. good point. Yeah, that is going to be fun to edit. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, we'll just mute him, and uh, you can go ahead and do your plugs real quick, Postart. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Postart Propulsions on YouTube, and I assume this will go up before Midwest Power. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll be at Midwest Power. I'll be taking pictures of everyone's flights, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. Yes, sir, and are you going to post any videos anytime soon? Uh, if I had anything to post about, I would. You have but one. What, the 5-inch Punisher? The 3-inch th- the Punisher, you have a whole video. Oh yeah, that's right, I do. Just gotta publish it. He's gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But all right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Like I said, we're gonna try and get this out on Spotify and Apple and all that good stuff. And oh, he's Taylor's back. back. <laughs> or is he? Oh, he's not. He's not back. Uh uh-uh. uh. And uh, yeah. So anyway, let me try and actually end this podcast. <laughs> um. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching or however you found this. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully.